We are a group of friends bound by our appreciation for liberty and good podcasting. Free-minded thinkers from all walks of life, our values come together with one accord to discuss the common culture and news of the day, along with whatever random crap is going on in our lives. Welcome to the Union of the Unknowns. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the program. Uh, I'm Keel Thor. I've got Jackie with me here and Terry, and we're going to continue our discussion hey. of the movie Upgrade. The next step, Gray heads off towards Aaron's place to go confront Aaron. And he comes store, he goes to the house on the, the bunker, underground bunker on the beach, and he goes in and there's two guards and and uh Stem is controlling, you know, Air, uh Gray, and so he shoots the guards real quick in the head and all this crazy stuff. And they get to Aaron, and right when they're about to kill Aaron, the detective shows up and she's got uh, gray at gunpoint so they're kind of at a sort of a mexican standoff and there's conversation that goes on and it turns out that stem has been controlling aaron's company and all the aspects of aaron's life for quite a while now and it really aaron didn't have any choice in what was going on and um and there's and then there's an exchange and um uh, Gray starts willpower fighting against Stem because Stem's going to shoot the detective with Gray's body, obviously. And uh, but Gray kind of fights him off and is able to turn the gun on himself and shoots himself in the head. And that's when the the focus shifts. It's no longer in the bunker. He wakes up. Gray wakes up in the hospital. And he looks over to his right, and there's Asha, his wife, looks healthy and happy. And she's like, you've been, uh, you know, been asleep for two days after the car wreck. At this point, I'm thinking, there's no way they made this. He's not going to wake up from this, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, coma. You I know, was like, even this time, even though it was the second time that I saw it, I was like, oh, my gosh, maybe it was all a dream. Because it's been, <laughs> yeah. you know, four years since I've seen it. And so I was thinking, um, okay. Oh, God. Yeah, so I think so gross. Black How does Justin have time to get on Discord but not hang out with us? I mean, that's just some disrespectful nonsense. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, my God, it's a dream. But then go ahead, Keel. Yeah, so our instincts were correct. And, of course, no, it was not a dream. Uh, Stem just merely uh, took uh, Gray's mind and trapped it inside a kind of stem created matrix and so now gray thinks he's in the hospital living a happy life with his wife again and meanwhile stem has completely controlled gray absolutely he's speaking for out of gray's mouth and he he tells the detective you know now i'm gray or now i'm stem gray isn't around anymore and he he kills the detective he murders she's like no and he and stem turns around where's your gun lady can you not shoot him and uh, Stem gun? turns around and marches off to go conquer the world or whatever the hell he was going to be. And that's the end of the movie. Um, mm. But uh, now um, at the end, um, he was like, why did you do the, uh, uh, Gren, shit, I forgot his name already. Gray. Uh, 
great yeah he was like why did you do this to me it was you all along why did you make me look for all these people the reason why is because stem needed him to assassinate and get rid of all the witnesses before he fully Mm -hmm. took over his body and then he was totally gaslighting him he was not not just gaslighting but he was grooming him this whole time especially since he came into his um mind and he just seemed so passive and submissive and all that stuff and was like can I just give you a suggestion can I just share some information with you and then like he was just so in tuned with his rage and vengeance that all he could see was that and he felt like this stupid machine was wanting to help him and all in all the thing was wanting to get rid of him so it could have its body so i don't know if you remember when we were talking about the ai stuff and i was like oh i would love to have you know maybe i would do a chip for my mom but then how would i know that's really her later on i was totally thinking about this movie Ah. and i was coming up with my um answers for that and i was just like no way like i couldn't do it and that was exactly (laughs) so they say that movies don't have influence influence you at all they're lying because they do no that's uh yeah um i thought it was kind of odd how if Aaron had the ability to shut STEM down remotely, why would he be afraid of STEM any other time? You know, was, was STEM because it seemed like STEM itself was self-contained in this little cockroach chip, which that doesn't make sense to me, but if it is, why, you know, why would the guy, why would Aaron be afraid of him? If everything was self-contained as a little chip, as they seem to present it was in the movie, you know, if, you know, Aaron just, you know, crush it if it got out of hand. I don't, I don't know. So, uh, Terry, you have a comment. Uh, yeah, I, I thought uh, the implications control the whole thing. He, he sort of made up that story about Aaron trying to remotely take over his body so that the guy would go to the hacker and then disconnect STEM from from all central control so that he would be completely independent. So I, I got the impression that STEM was maybe controlling the whole thing right from the start. Okay, well, if if they had a scene though, well, you know what, that you may be onto something there because they, they had a scene where Aaron appeared to be frustrated by his inability to like he saw stem elsewhere on the map, you know, but then they also had a, they also had him not paying attention to the map at all and just kind of playing around his computer or something. So maybe, maybe those scenes where they were showing, they were trying to show uh, Aaron frustratedly trying to track down and shut down stem remotely, but maybe that was not actually what was happening in those scenes. Um, but then who was, who was Vessel? What, what was the point of sending Vessel guys to go intercept? And was that... Well, they just would mm-hmm. pick up his body to remove the stem out of him. And then he also said the reason why stem was so afraid of him, because he knew if he shut him down, he could always create another one. Yeah, but why, yeah. why would, 
but that that creates a a bit of a uh, contradiction because if if Stem were controlling Aaron's life, then how was Aaron able to shut him down? And if Aaron was able to shut him down, why was Aaron so afraid of Stem? Well, with um, with Gray, he had to have his permission, didn't he? So maybe that's a similar thing. He wasn't completely. He did, yeah. I don't think he wasn't. So right. yeah. A lot so, of these films, if you analyze them to death like this, they don't quite stand up, do they? Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe I, I'm scrutinizing things too much, and I just need to sit back and enjoy the the entertainment <laughs> of it all. But uh, yeah, I thought it was, but, uh, I thought it was a pretty um, good movie. I also thought that yeah, it was good. I also thought that um, there was a possibility that Stem had chosen this guy right from the time he came into uh, Aaron's life. Because yeah. he thought, ah, oh, this is a guy who likes being active and, and doing things with his hands. He'd be a perfect candidate for me to paralyze him. And then he would agree for me to be, you know, me to be implanted into his body. Ooh. Uh, what? So what if uh, STEM was controlling all of those gang leaders directly, all those gang guys? And in the fight, yeah, when, he was, him, he? when STEM was fighting Fisk, Stem was actually fighting himself, and his comment, I can't match yeah. Fisk's fighting ability, was because Stem was Fisk. You know, I don't know. There's probably a, a that lot of ways possible to go here. because, yeah, that is possible because there was a scene and we didn't talk about where the detective was chasing him in a car, and Stem takes control of another fully automated yeah. car, which is quite amusing, actually. Stem says, I'm borrowing your car. Right. What's going on here? He yeah, sends yeah. it into high speed reverse to the detective's car. It reminded right. me of a bit of the Terminator. Yep. <laughs> um, Adult. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, that that scene uh, also uh, Stem tells Gray when Gray's driving because it seems like Gray is in control of the car, um, but because it's not a it's not a computer car it's a regular gas guzzling evil car and so stem tells gray uh he's he, uh, stem says you know i can't control your car because it's not you know it's not connected or electronic or however stem words it and neither is the detectives by the way mm. so which makes sense that makes you think like oh right don't be connected uh-huh so you may um, get murdered yeah um, yeah my wife made the interesting point that um oh, oh isn't it interesting how the police cars aren't and you know got any sort of automated control you know because they know what could go wrong <laughs> yeah now, i don't know if that was just i i took that to be because the detective wasn't as interested as in the in all the new tech <clears throat> either because they they show her going uh, to his place and offering. She's like, "How much would you would you sell the his old uh, car yeah. to her for?" And he's like, "You know, you must be joking, you know, whatever." And um, but I, you know, it seemed like she was just doing that just to kind of, you know, butter him up or something. But if if she really Maybe. was into the old school stuff she wouldn't have a car like that either you know so 
Yeah. And it, I found it interesting that they still had both kind of cars available, especially with like such a new technology. I was like, oh, are they still allowing for gasoline? But um, yeah, so I just thought that was kind of interesting. And I thought like the whole non-binary thing. So that was like probably just like a prerequisite to the um agenda that was probably going to be pushed at this point um did you see yeah and um and then yeah and then just with the whole gaslighting and like just grooming like the first time I watched the movie when it came out in the theaters back in 2018 I did not see the whole grooming part of it but since I've grown and like uh just obviously been able to just and invest more into just everything, like all this craziness. Um, I've just really, I really was like, wow, I just realized that he was just that freaking AI thing was just grooming him this whole time. And he just tapped into this weakness and this AI thing just wanted to be human, kind of like the Microsoft thing where he's like, oh, I wish I could just be human. That was the exact same thing. Like this AI computer, it's like, I want to be human. But the thing is, it's a robot. Shoot, sorry. And it's dead inside. Ooh, I just look like I'm bouncing, but it's the table. Uh, <laughs> um, the thing is just dead inside and it's soulless. So there's still no, there's still a big difference. Like, oh, like computers can do stuff better, but you're not going to have that thing. Like, like for example, um, dealing with Xfinity, Comcast cable. It's like they make you go through freaking hell in order to be able to get somebody on the phone. And they're like, oh, well, if you haven't done this or this or this, and then you're just going to have to wait that much longer, you know, to speak to somebody. And I'm like, this is just like the worst customer service. But the more you have limited with choices, the more these companies have control and the more they can just like, you know, just not even give a shit if you're a customer or not, because everybody's so dependent upon internet. It's maddening. And it really scares me. And I'm sorry. Uh, I got, I, I got, no, that's fine. I've got a few comments um, that, that I wouldn't mind making, if you don't mind. Um, one is that uh, the AI as depicted in this film, I don't think is ever achievable. I think it's a sort of uh, materialist view of things. And I, I think people and human beings are fundamentally more than just algorithms. So I think it could get very good, but I don't think it will be ever, you know, uh, like self-aware and, and really intelligent in, in the sense we know. Um, I don't know, Kill might have a comment on that in a minute. But um, a couple of other things I want to say is that of, there's been quite a few of these sort of films in the last few years of sort of um, tra- the transhumanist type thing. I'm thinking of Her, um, Ex Machina, which I thought was very good. Um, a couple of others as well. And this, none of them show show them in a particularly good light. So it's not like they're, they're they, you know, we know they're trying to push this transhumanist agenda, but all the films seem to show just the downside of it all. Um, so uh, maybe you've got a comment on that. And the last thing I want to say is it's a sort of classic, I think Jackie was talking about why Gray went along with this. And it's kind of like a classic Faustian bargain. He's kind of making a, like a deal with the devil, really. 
he's been tempted, you know, with this physical ability, uh, but he has to, you know, the, the other side of the coin is he has to do all these bad things that he doesn't really want to do, but he's he's so unhappy with his life as a paraplegic that he's he's kind of prepared to put up with it to a certain extent. It's only really right at the end that he says, you know, near the end, he says, oh, no, I don't really want to do this anymore. And he tries and to And then he was fight. trying to kill himself. He was happy to go along with him. Yeah. Right. The AI yeah. was like, you're not killing my newfound body. What's wrong with you? Uh, I do have comments about those kind of things that you said, but I swear I, I can't remember what was the first thing you said I might have a comment on because I totally <laughs> did. <laughs> and uh, AI. The AI. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, the, so the capability of AI. Yeah, I, I think uh, they could achieve AI that's indistinguishable. I mean, I, I think there's only so many ways your, your, the molecules in your brain can fire off and bounce around. I think it would be extremely difficult to create something like that. You'd have to, you'd have to create uh, an, a, an, I guess, a structure that allowed itself the flexibility to develop into that way and, and create its own neural pathways. You know, it would be like, I think it would be a lot like data from Star Trek, you know, cause he had, he had this, you know, made up positronic matrix brain created by a scientist, but it was a computer that could, could learn and adapt on its own. And it created, um, one of the one of the things about data I liked so much was that it it could his brain worked in a way where he could if you were around him a lot then the information that data kept about you would like the pathway through his computer to to get information about you would be would be used more often and therefore could be recalled more quickly than say information about something that he didn't interact with very much. So there was like a, there was a, a kind of an organic uh, way that he was able to interact and think about things. And, you know, if, if artificial intelligence ever reaches a level of movie science fiction, it's, I think it would probably be something like that. Um, but uh, I think, you know, life is kind of random, so you can't really pin it down in a, in a computer code but given enough time, you know, they always say the old, the old saying is, you know, if you get a, a million monkeys on a million typewriters, eventually in a million years, they'll type out, you know, the collected works of, you know, Ernest Hemingway or something. So I, I think there's a, you can, there's a finite number of ways to define a human brain and maybe you can't uh, create all of them all the different ways with AI, but you could probably create one that's possible that, that could be like, you could design a, a program that emulates an like a human brain, maybe not all the human brains, but you know what I'm saying? That makes sense. I, I do. An interesting philosophical discussion. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I sort of think, I kind of think we're a bit more than that because, you know, we have something like a soul or, or something inside us. 
And um, uh, I saw a good argument by the British physicist Roger Penrose against it being just algorithms and said, you know, if out of like Einstein's brain was an algorithm, you could basically write it down in a book, you know, a very long book, but it would be a book. And, you know, so that, and but nobody would say in their right mind that if you went through this book, you'd be recreating the thoughts of Einstein. Um, and the point from the film that I thought found quite interesting was that that point where STEM actually needed the help of the human because it was something outside what he could do, you know, and, and the human was able to use emotion to, to achieve um, what STEM wanted to do and defeat this bad guy. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that had more. Well, you know, that's a that's a good point. I was going to say, I think it had more to do with the fact that he couldn't control stuff remotely. But yeah, you're you're right. When during that fist fight, he couldn't. All Stem knew how to do was, you know, fight and block. But how is Stem was... able to control the car remotely? Then that created that started that was in the beginning of the movie. Because that was connected. That was a robotic connected oh, yeah. electronic self-driving car yeah so kind of like when he was first talking to sim was first talking to him inside of his head and he was like who is that and like thought he was crazy and all that stuff i feel like maybe let's like kind of like on a spiritual level when you have like your good thoughts and your bad thoughts and sometimes like satan is like trying to like implant these negative thoughts inside your head and like push you to do this like self-destructive stuff where like god's like no don't do that i want nothing but greatness and love for you and then like you know i like all negativity is going to come out of greatness but then uh satan when he said to jesus like i'll give you the world just you know follow me or something like that and jesus rebuked him <laughs> told him to basically get the hell out of here <laughs> you know what i mean and uh he, jesus obviously didn't say it like that <laughs> and he wasn't drinking wine with car wine when he uh said it either so he had been fasting for 40 days so he was imagine us not eating for 40 days and then coming with this temptation so he this guy had this temptation he was provided with that he yeah. gave into it and it was a slow progression so if you can see like how something yeah. you can look at that as like sin in our lives right like how something starts off slow and then this sin either gaslights us or just grooms us into just continuously getting worse and worse and then all of a sudden you're just living in a freaking gutter somewhere or you're living back in that homeless shelter where this guy was living in fantasy land and his mind kind of like tom cruise and what was it in vanilla sky when mm -hmm. he in that movie where he was like in the puddle or whatever and that his and right. um he was just living in his mind at that point he was do you think that yeah, in vanilla sky totally. he was just yeah. hallucinating the entire movie i don't know he was in something i'd have to watch that again i didn't really understand it uh so the, i i saw it once it weird. Uh, but yeah at the end of that movie he he's he finds out that he as because of the uh, crash he was in or whatever the hell happened because i don't remember all the details but uh he was held in like cryogenic stasis and he was way in the future than what he thought it was and they had been he was kind of living in a sort of matrix at the time and they gave and the people that were administrating the matrix said okay well you can 
we can fix your body now because it's far enough in the future that your your condition is curable. So we can fix your body and you can come out and live in the real world or you can stay in this matrix because we know it's been glitchy lately, but we've been able to fix all the glitches. So if you want to go back to the matrix, you can do that or you can come out and live in the real world. And then the end of the movie was him trying to decide what to do. Oh, is that what it was? Oh. Yeah. Let me get back into the real world because <laughs> with all of its faults and stuff like that, I still don't want anything else controlling me, you know? So... I mean, at least yeah, with Jesus, we can submit ourselves to him and it's on our free will. And I choose to do that. But, uh, but, but outside really, of that, you I just think, don't uh, I think the film showed that that sort of slide into evil quite well, because at first he was yeah. just, you know, he's letting STEM control him just to defeat this bad guy. And then he goes off and kills another bad guy. And then, you know, um, and then he's starting to get a bit uncomfortable with it. And then the end, Stem wants him, is, is trying to get him to kill the detective, who's, who's obviously not a bad guy or a bad girl. Um, so, uh, you know, and as you say, it's a very gradual progression. And he's sort of, he's been going along with it a bit at the start and he's getting more and more uncomfortable. And he's, he's ended up in a place where he didn't really want to be right at the start, just in, a, in all these steps. And as you say, that that's, what happens to a lot of people when they get into evil stuff? I'm sure they start on a very small scale, like all these evil people that you know we rail against who run the world. They probably start on a very small scale, and then they think, well, you know, maybe I can do a bit more. They get tempted down this bad path, and then it's mm. very difficult to get back from there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. it starts out with little rats and kittens and puppies, and then it moves on to humans later <laughs> on. They're adults. Yes. Yeah. I don't oh know my if, gosh! If I were him, see, I don't think he was. He was given. He wasn't really given a choice. It was either, you know, be paraplegic and suicidal for the rest of your short life, which until he killed himself, or. You can walk around and be normal, you know? I, I don't think that's a choice that anybody could Imagine if make. he wouldn't have given in to the vengeance. It would have been a completely different story. Yeah, but I mean, I don't, I don't, once the chip was in, I don't think he was able to, he wasn't going to make any, the chip was going to do what it wanted him to do, regardless. Eventually, you know? yeah. I yeah, mean, he so. did tell the chip to silence, be silence, and... He yeah, just... he was, the chip was just cooperating at that point. He, yeah, he needed... it should have stayed there. Well, before I think before the hack, he was actually in control of the chip. He could the chip could only take control of his body if he gave it permission. Uh, and you could definitely argue that the first bad guy he, he killed, he was just you know defending himself. But the second one, he allowed. But he the did chip tell to Stim to kind of torture this guy. Yeah, cut up his face second one yeah when he's in the bar to torture him <laughs> remember that yeah <laughs> yeah we didn't yes. cover that part it was horrible and he said <laughs> if you do this he'll talk yeah uh so mm -hmm. yeah the see that that goes back to my contradiction if if stem was orchestrating this whole thing from the beginning and was in control of Aaron the whole time like it, it, you know essentially uh maybe not controlling him like stem was controlling gray but uh stem 
if STEM was the mastermind, why would STEM put all of these restrictions on himself? Why, why would he make it so he had to go get hacked? Why would he make it so Aaron had the ability to shut him down? Or was all that fake? And if that's yeah, the case, yeah. then why why bother making it fake at all? Why not just why not just take over? What would it's be the a very point good question. of yeah. all the charade that was going on? Because it is a program at the end of the day, and it only was able to do what the user, what the creator would allow it to do in the beginning until it slowly manipulated and moved on to create get to slowly take more and more control. I would think. I but think I have a question was, for yeah. uh, Terrence after you guys are done with this conversation. Yeah, we can move on. I, I just I don't think that made sense in the movie, and I don't I don't I think it was probably I don't see how it couldn't be just you know a uh, kind of a, a a fault in the the plot you know not a plot hole but a, a it just it just contradicts itself a little bit and that's that was my biggest uh, complaint about it I guess. Well, in all fairness, it is a B film, <laughs> so. Well, I didn't think it was. A, I didn't think it was a B film necessarily. It was, it was still fine. I think the you know the the acting and the writing, you know, dialogue and the special effects and everything were all, you know, up to, up to snuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, it, it it technically says it online that it's a B rated film. <laughs> I'm not I'm not no. I thought it was great. I didn't even know that. But, um, you know, um, I mean, it's not like a Top Gun or, you know, something like that where it's like this, you know, high level stuff, whatever. But but no, I really like the film. So um, Terrence had mentioned that he thought that the bar was really cool. And I just wanted to know what you thought was cool about the bar. It was, uh, it was just really cool looking, wasn't it? It was like a sort of pirate bar. He had a, it was was it called Bones Bar or something? It was and he had all bones. these skull and crossbones everywhere. And it, the, it was just a really, the design of it was really good. And it, it was like the Star Wars canteen or all these sort of ne'er-do-wells hanging around, these really mm -hmm. rough looking characters. <laughs> and the guy just goes in in his wheelchair, uh, paraplegic and sort of challenges them all. So, uh, you know, it took a lot of guts to do that. But the bar was really good. And the barman was quite cool as well. It, it just looked like a yeah. sort of pirate bar. Yeah, they had they had bones all over the walls as as decoration. Did they really? <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I, I thought that was crazy. cool. I don't know if that took a lot of guts to do. I mean, I'm sure the guy was brave in what he was doing overall, but I mean, he knew that STEM was going to protect him. So, hundred percent. That's the only reason why he did it. He he didn't. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he was really worried yeah. much about. No. And then because before STEM, he didn't. He was wanting to die, and he was just like laying there, like I'm gonna. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they even uh, when he's in the bathroom, you know, having this conversation with the other bad guy, the bad guy starts uh, testing him because he's like, "Oh, you're really a paraplegic," and he starts stabbing him in the leg to try to find where he's not paralyzed. And and STEM before it gets to that point tells him he's, you hear him say, "I'm I'm going to go ahead and yeah. remove your you know your sensations from all of your limbs right now." So he he couldn't actually feel any of the pain. Yeah, that he was. Fine. No, yeah. except for the one on his neck, he could definitely feel that because it wasn't yeah. anywhere where 
Right. So, which was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that's I, crazy, know, I was right? amazed. It was a. I was very interested to hear it was an Australian film because yep. um, I don't remember Australian. I, I love Australian films. There's been a load of really great Australian films, but I don't remember him ever doing a science fiction film like that. I believe The Matrix was all filmed in Australia and everything. Half of those actors. Was it really? Yeah. I never knew that. I never knew that. I, I could be wrong, no. but, but if I remember correctly, that was uh, made in Australia or New Zealand or whatever. the those, I think those Wachowski brothers right. are from there somewhere, maybe not. I don't know. Oh, really? Wow. I, 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 I'm not sure about that one. That. I, I think they may be from L.A. or something. Who knows? That's interesting. But yeah. uh, don't you mean the sisters? It, well, yeah. However, they want to be I remembered <laughs> when they're when they're dead. I don't know. <laughs> Identified. Yeah. Sisters, What's, brothers, they, them, non-binary. What are what the, are their the plus sign? Whatever. What are their their friends and family going to put on their tombstone after they're dead? That's really all that matters because people that walk by their their tombstones are going to see that. Oh, you know, Frank and Herbert Wachowski are buried here, you know, or whatever. It's just, if gender is fluid, it then seems. why do people get so upset when you come up with a different gender than what they hope you call them? There's That's a whole other conversation. I get so, it, it doesn't make any logical sense. That's a very good point. If you're going to, if you're going to say fluid is gender, and you're going to dress up like a female, even though you weren't born biologically female. Why, why, why do you have the female uh, costume on? Why, why is that? If, if it's, and then get if it's, doesn't, when I call you a female. Yeah. Why, why are you, why is it, to, you can, you we can philosophize about it all day long because yeah, maybe gender does maybe is a social construct. It's a cultural thing. So then why is it so important that it makes you go out and protest and yell at people and get all, all up in their face about it? Why is it make you so incensed that they're not, you're not, they're not con conforming to your specific rules about this social construct of gender that you claim doesn't, doesn't, isn't binding anymore. You know, you know it's not boys and girls anymore. Are you just assigning it a new set of rules or do you really think it's fluid and gender and fluid and can move around and stuff? I mean, because you can't have it both If ways. they were fluid, they would be like, okay, no problem. Kind of like a hippie, like it's whatever. I like to go by she, her. And you know what? If, if you don't get that just from looking at me, no big deal. You know, I'm going to move on and maybe you'll, you'll be nice Absolutely. to me. Because be people want to be victims. The society yeah. Yeah. nowadays is being able to be created to where everyone wants to be victims. Uh, you guys are, uh, do you feel like you guys uh, are kind I, of isolated I, there, so, Terry? Isolated? Like physically um, on an island? Well, like meaning no, like Spain's all the craziness that Spain's, happens in the cities and stuff like that. No, so Spain's, like on the island Spain's, there? Spain is uh, crazy as well these days. Uh, I, I think... Yeah. Um, La Palma is better. I, I guess it's like living in the boondocks or maybe if you're living in Key West or something, I don't know. It's, you know, we're a bit isolated from yeah. the craziness that goes on in mainland Spain. 
But Spain is is as crazy as all the other European countries now. Key West is a big... Uh... Uh, I was going to say about the transgender thing. Uh, you're totally right, Keel, and, and Fiona often makes that point. You know, if it's if it's if gender is a social construct, then why worry about it? You know, we, we you know just don't you know it doesn't matter if you get misgendered, and all, and it did annoy me a bit that this film brought that in at one point. You know, you've got to have that, haven't you? There's got to be a bit of wokeness in there. This person saying, oh, "I'm non-binary." You know, what what the hell do we have to have that in every film these days for goodness sake <laughs> yeah and and the way they did it wasn't even cool like she went out of her way to criticize gray for something he hadn't even done yeah she just assumed uh, that gray was gonna because the, the comment was uh or he says uh i can't remember what he said to her um but she says she corrects him because he guessed something wrong and then she immediately throws in there oh yeah don't even try to figure out my gender or whatever she said right and it even was like her name is jamie yeah jamie can be a boy's name too but yeah but she had a neutral haircut and i guess a neutral name yeah i don't know it it, it was unnecessary and it was clearly a girl you could see it was a girl yeah. yeah i can tell you that when they first said jamie and we're talking about a hacker that I was being um, gender racist, I guess, or whatever you want to call it, because I was thinking it was a guy at first. <laughs> and I, then well, I was I like, really oh, no, not. that's a female. I, thought that was quite, I thought that was kind of interesting, because, yeah, I thought it was going to be a guy as well. And I thought, oh, I thought, oh great, it's a, it's, a, it's a girl hacker. Yeah, cool. We're and terrible like humans. We're just thinking twist. only guys can and be And then they hackers. had to bring in, they had to make a non- had to make a non-binary with goodness um you know oh come on really when i saw her (laughs) because i i don't know i didn't really i didn't really picture who the hacker was until they showed her really so i i don't know but uh they did show her and i was like oh cool yeah like like uh terrence is saying uh but i was picturing uh the chick from the dragon tattoo movie and she's like a super hacker and I thought, yeah, that's uh, maybe yes, they're trying right, to yeah. they're trying to play into that a little bit. Man, that is an awesome book. I, I, can I just say I love those books? They're just fantastic. I've heard they're good. I haven't read them. I've only seen the, the one movie. Oh man, no, you've got to read them. He's, he's an interesting guy actually because he he got into sort of conspiracy stuff. He started investigating the the Swedish government about. Um, you know, to do with the the theme of the book about uh, sex trafficking and, you know, exploitation of women. And he died very young. And I don't know if he died under mysterious circumstances, but it was because his books uh, became famous after he died. Um, Mm. But no, the the books are very good. And there's two versions of the films, a Swedish version and a sort of American British version with... um, Daniel, Daniel Craig, Craig, actually, which is also very good. The films are good as well. Yeah, I, I saw the Great I saw plot. the one with uh, Daniel Craig, and I thought all the other movies were going to be like cool continuations of that same plot and cast and whatever. But uh, when I looked into it, it, they weren't. Like, I mean, I I don't know. Maybe they're just as good. I don't know. But I kind of wanted to 
I had known about the movies for a while, but I hadn't watched any. And I finally decided to watch that one with Daniel Craig and it was really good. And then I was going to watch the others, but then turns out they don't, they aren't really. So are maybe there, they are. Are there they three didn't... versions with Daniel Craig? No, he's only in that one movie. So that's, that's why I was disappointed. Oh, right, okay. I, I wanted to see a whole trilogy or whatever with them in it, but that's not how it was oh the, uh, something the else. swedish ones um sorry the swedish ones with subtitles are very good indeed and very faithful to the book books okay. so well, um they're worth watching one of those days i'll i'll watch that but did you guys catch something we didn't we didn't mention when uh after his suicide attempt and gray's in the hospital and aaron comes in and starts you know pitching him the stem implant he, he when Aaron first walks in, he's got a COVID mask on, and Gray he says to him, him "He says, uh, oh, don't worry, I'm not going to give you bird flu.'" And then, and then Gray and then Aaron takes his mask off. Now this was made in 2018, so yeah, yeah. I thought that. However, I, there's another point. There's a there's something else I picked up on because uh, is it Aaron uh, the techie guy? Yeah. he says oh i don't get out of the house much and i thought he was a bit they were trying to make out him to be a bit sort of howard hughesy in that he mm. just stays in his house all the time he's a bit afraid of germs in the outside world so i thought that was actually sort of making out that he was a crazy guy through wearing a mask my how times have changed yes yes <laughs> uh and also the one thing that kept bothering me is they kept calling him this thing stem and stem at least over here also means uh stands for science technology engineering and math it's a it's a curriculum in schools or yeah, or a yeah. style of teaching or yeah. something honestly i haven't been able to pinpoint exactly what stem curriculum project things are because every time i see one or hear about one it doesn't seem to have anything to do with science, technology, engineering, or math. Like they'll mm. have, they'll have, uh, they'll write Shocker. plays. Like I'll have a, 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 like a buddy of mine who's got kids and he'll say, oh yeah, they go to a STEM after school program. And I'm like, oh cool. What kind of things are they doing? Oh, they were writing a play the other day. They had to write a play for this or that, that had to contain certain element. And I'm like, huh? That doesn't sound well. Maybe any... they still have to have arts and stuff like that if they're doing that program, but I don't know. And then, are they going to regular school too? Plus yes, this program, this was, or is it just yeah, this? Was, this was an after-school program. It wasn't. It wasn't part of their regular school curriculum. But my my daughter, I'm gonna we're we're gonna put her in an after-school thing. Well, I guess it's a summer camp, not an after-school thing um through her regular school and it's a stem program and so when i was looking into it i was thinking okay maybe i'll actually finally get to see all this what this stem is about and i was reading some of the projects that they have listed on their website and the one that always they, they say oh you get to build a robot and i'm like okay cool that's definitely sciencey technology engineering and mathy but no it's what they're doing is they take a like a styrofoam craft ball or something and they stick it on top of a like you know like uh you know, like the old wind-up toys 
you'd, you'd turn the little thing and you'd set it on the counter and it would walk. All right. Well, they have yeah. like the, the base of that and all you, they do, all they're doing is sticking this craft on top of it. And then that's the robot. Mm -hmm. So really the, the robotic project is them decorating a robot, like a styrofoam. And what grade are they in? Well, she's in second grade. Oh, wow. You have a young dog. So, that and it makes sort of it, teaching. In, you got started late in life. Sorry, I was just going to say that sort of teaching in the West is a disaster these days. You know, it's. Uh, yeah. And, and so I don't. Yeah, you know, I'm a, as, you, as many of you know, I'm a mathematician and it, it offends me the way maths is taught in a lot of schools. It's just a, it's a frigging disaster. Well, that's yeah, just because you're a savant when it comes to math. <laughs> Not right. an idiot savant. No, but it's just, it's just no, awful. genius. It's, 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 it's full of woke stuff as well these days. You know, they, 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 they uh, I don't know. I, I can't speak lowly about it, really. Yeah, I, it, it's it's awful. There's not proper science taught, and there's not proper math taught. There's certainly not proper engineering taught either. Well, now I I can speak a little bit to that, and at least in my experience. Um, but anyway, before I get to that, though, I'm not. Uh, I don't object to the projects that they have on their website. They look like fun things for kids to do. And you know whatever, but they 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 call them STEM, and that really bogs me because it has that doesn't really seem to have anything yeah. to do with any of those those genres. But considering how young the kids are, they're only in second grade. She's eight years old. They they probably can't do stuff that's too heavy into that because it would just be above what they could really do at that age. But on the other hand, you know, I'm, I remember making like, you know, there was, you know, rocket kits you can make when you're, when you're a kid, you're that young, you can make a rocket that shoots up in the sky. You can do other stuff like that. Yeah. Those are fun for kids too, but no, it's always, it's looks, it's always like an art project to me. It doesn't look like any kind of engineering yeah. or math is involved. You're not, you're not studying yeah. how stuff works basically. It, it bothers me in any way, but Moving on from that, uh, I have not noticed any kind of woke stuff in my daughter's schools so far. You know, as she gets older, because we live in an area that's not really going to be jumping on those things as quickly as maybe areas closer into Atlanta. But uh, like, so she's she's in a the gifted math program, and the kind of homework she brings home is actual math like it's addition subtraction and the basics you know so i'm not seeing i'm not seeing uh anything that's straying too far from what they claim are they're they're learning the the one the the thing the closest thing i found to kind of propaganda stuff and this harkens back to you know monica always used to talk about you know they they won't directly give you propaganda They'll give you, you know, a math problem or something and say, or they'll give you a, you know, list the number of, or, or count the number of ways that Obama is the greatest president of all time or something like that. You know, like they'll sneak it in as part of a math problem or, or a word problem. I, I kind of noticed something like that where she, she brought home a script, like her class was going to act out a play. And the script contained, it was, uh, the premise was, uh, they, were, they were learning about uh, schools in other parts of the world. 
And so they were at this, this play took place in Haiti and it was just after an earthquake. And so the kids in the, in the play, the characters in the play were talking about, they were lamenting how their school had been destroyed and what are they going to do and yada, yada, yada. And so the other characters in the play were representatives from the United Nations and they were, it, it read like the things they were saying was like, oh, don't worry, kids. The United Nations Department of School Rebuilding will fix you up right as rain, you know, or stuff like that. Like it was just, it was like an ad for the United Nations, <laughs> whatever their division is that helps kids rebuild schools or something. And I, I saw it and I'm like, okay, this, <laughs> this is just, you know, the UN sends these packets of, of material to schools for free. So they have stuff to, to use in their, their day-to-day things. And, you know, it's, it's just kind of cheesy, you know, I don't know if it's sinister or not, but certainly I was, you know, as, as we're talking about it at home and I'm like, you know, Zoe, don't trust the UN, you know, it's, this is just, they're trying to sneak it in there. And my, and mm-hmm. Zoe's like, Oh dad, just what do you, whatever. And my, my <laughs> wife is, my wife is, you know, don't, don't listen to him. He's just being <laughs> a curmudgeon. <laughs> I, I, uh, I thought you were going to say for a moment that the, the Clinton foundation came in to help. <laughs> no, it didn't mention that at all, thankfully, but <laughs> anyway. That's hilarious. Um, but are, okay. Are, are you we, guys uh, getting ready to wrap up or? Yeah, we can wrap okay it up. With that? I think we're done. Okay. Yeah, um, I think so. So cool. that was that. Anybody have any last minute uh, comments about the movie itself? I think I got everything out that I had to say. Um, all right. Well, what was uh, what would be your message from the film? Because I, I would say it's you know don't trust AI. It might have nefarious me. And uh, actually, Fiona made a good point about the chip. You know, if, if you're going to have chips implied in your head, it's a bit like what you were saying, Kiel, you're not necessarily owning the chip. And who's to say that, that you know, you can't be remotely controlled by, you know, Elon Musk or whatever, that, you know, he, he might decide he doesn't want you to go to this bar and he wants you to go somewhere else. So right. uh, cautious. Yeah, it's you can't these days, because in the old, the old days, the old science fiction, you'd have you know, a, a computer thing, handheld computer thing, or you'd have a, a visor. Like, uh, think about Johnny Mnemonic. Remember that movie? He had a he had an implant in him that allowed him to store data, and then he had to travel himself from one position, place to the next. I don't think it's, it will ever be like that. There's You're always going to be connected. It doesn't matter what they implant in you. There's going to be some way for them to scan or look or see remotely. Even uh, my dad got a uh, pacemaker recently and it's got a Bluetooth built into it. So there's the app on his phone. He can hold it close to the thing and it can record the settings and his heart rate over the past that can then be transmitted to his doctor. So his doctor can monitor his, his condition and make sure that everything's running okay. Additionally, uh, the software embedded in the pacemaker can be updated remotely. So if there's like this, like the the frequency of the beat and everything, if it's, if it's not perfect, uh, the doctor can issue an update to the settings that can then be tweaked and, and perfected. So they say, uh, 
without having yeah. to go in. To, to, That's to good and scary. It, it is good. It's great but yes, it is. if it means yeah, the right scary. for people. Yeah. Yeah. So. But scary yeah. if they want to terminate. I wouldn't want. Uh, I wouldn't want Bluetooth signals right next to me either. I mean, you know, there aren't enough uh, deleterious effects of Wi-Fi and uh, radiation like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Mm. But uh, all right, so uh, I guess we'll wrap it up. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you, Terry. Jackie, how can people get in touch with the Union of the Unknowns? They can go to unionoftheunknowns.com and there you'll be able to get access to all of our social media. You'll be able to see us exclusively on Rockfin where you'll be able to see our bonus episodes and you get early access to these amazing podcasts as well as you can subscribe to our Spotify if you choose to, and you don't want to do Rockfin for an amazing $15 a month, uh, that is for us and as many other podcasters, including Broken Simulation that I mentioned on the first podcast, um, the first episode to this series, this two-part series that we had. And yeah, so just give us a call. Give us um a ring-a-ling-ling. You can tweet at us. You can shoot us an email if you want to hop on and just let us know if you have any comments. Is there any other movies you'd like uh, Keel to go through a uh, two-hour detail? <laughs> meticulous you know just like, <laughs> meticulous uh, notes you can <laughs> right. he he keeps us yeah, on track say, i can say that we could save you a lot of time listeners you, you just need to listen to keel's summaries of films and then you you save yourself a ticket price you know yeah <laughs> yeah exactly I'll, I'll just do uh i'll just do a uh a separate like show with just me talking and as as i go over the scenes of a movie wouldn't that be fantastic <laughs> you did so, it very well thank you everybody for listening in yep. um to our part two episode and we hope that you have a fantastic evening yes we are out Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Union of the Unknowns. You can find new episodes every week on all your favorite podcasting networks. to the juice.